Open Lojack boys are back. Uh, got a win under our belt this week, as expected. Finally. Finally. Hey, we're yeah. just uh, let off a little don't stop believing. We're still man down, but us three, we still believe. Still believe. I mean, we don't know. I don't know what we believe in, but I, I believe we're. <laughs> I I'm believe we're still fans. Mountaineer. I'm yeah. a Mountaineer fan. Yeah. And uh, do, I, do I believe we're going to be good this year? Yeah. Yeah, it's still. To be determined. See, I still think we're going to be all right. I think our offense is going to be good until they show me they're not. We mean going to be. Yeah, they're good. I mean, they're good right now. That's uh, really good. But yesterday, 65, hung 65 on those boys. Probably. I mean, that has to be the highest in Neil Brown era, right? Uh, Yeah, I can't think of anything. That would be I, I mean, I can't even think. Has he even gotten in the 50s before? Maybe. I mean, I'd have to go back and look. But, I mean, I just feel like even when we played – Inferior teams, we really struggled to put up. Was points. it was it last year that we got all excited when we finally broke twenty eight? Was that last year? Or the year <laughs> it before? may have been thirty. If we got to thirty there for a minute, we were getting excited. So now, I mean, Graham's got the boys rolling on offense. Uh, you know, it's kind of unreal what has happened with C.J. Donaldson's story. Just tight end committed to Tulane, it comes to West Virginia late was in the tight end room, and then for some reason, I don't know, I haven't got the whole story on whose idea, or I, I'm sure it's been out there, I just haven't listened to it, like who said, hey, let's put him. Well, I listened to the, uh, <laughs> and yes, running this, this is me, because uh, it was such a bad year, I still had to listen to the coaches' shows and things like that. I do too. And uh, so Chad Scott was on the coaches' show. I didn't hear him. That was um, this past week. Yeah, this past yeah. week, talking about it, and kind of basically said, you know, they were um, in their, like, summer workout things and practices or whatever, and said that uh, they just decided, you know, he's kind of, he, he is kind of undersized for a tight end. They're just yeah. trying to find the best place for him. Decided during the summer to, to maybe try him in the running back room and uh, with some of the things they want to be able to do and move people around. So Chad Scott said they, they ran him through, like, the drills. They would normally run, like, a, like a prospective high school uh, running back to see if he's worthy of a scholarship or not, just to see how he moved. And he was like, yeah, I mean, uh, he this he could work, <laughs> yeah. So you know, he said that he he really took it upon himself to 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 learn the things before fall camp started, and you know he was really impressed with how well he picked up things on his own before fall camp. Goes into fall camp, running through the drills, really showing some stuff, and uh, it's interesting because you know we've talked a little bit about trying to figure out what where the where uh, uh, Jalen Anderson, yeah, where he's been. But uh, Chad Scott goes on and talks about how apparently when they were getting ready to have a section of practice where there was three scrimmages in a row, um, Jalen got sick okay, and missed basically all three of those scrimmages. And CJ got way more carries and way more opportunities than what he normally would have, and he just kind of showed out. And at the moment, kind of Wally Pip Jalen. Yep, <laughs> and uh, it's looking like a great decision so far. So yeah. he had three touchdowns yesterday. Tony Mathis had two. Let's just talk about the position everybody likes to talk about. I mean, JT did what he was supposed to do. He was out of there. Did he play a quarter and a half? Almost two quarters. Yep. So, but then so you know, Garrett he, Green gets in. Green did the last drive of the of the second quarter. Okay. And then the first drive of the third quarter. Garrett Green uh, is a running quarterback. He did uh, have one nice run that I saw. Really nice yeah. run. Yeah. And he just. Actually had two. I think he went three for six throwing three, the ball. Three for six, yep. Uh, but did Goose miss a pass? No, he was six for six. Yeah. I mean, Goose is our backup. I mean, regardless of what they do. And I don't want this to come off the wrong way because, first of all, I mean, JT's our quarterback. Yep. 
uh, and, and I'm glad that is. So I don't want this. I want somebody to come at me and say, uh, I really wish, though, that Green could actually throw the ball. I know. It would be nice. It would be so because because he, he can't. He really has wheels and he can yep. run. If he could just throw, I mean, you think back. You know, who's the really the the biggest dynamic quarterbacks in, in college football? Yeah, it's, it's, it's guys, threat, he, he just threat. he just needs to go ahead and switch like Edelman because Edelman yeah, was I mean, a, a QB in in college and then ended up switching. Yeah. Well, well, part of it too is uh, he ran like a wing T offense in high yeah. school down in Florida. Yep. And not only that, I, I, if I remember right, his team wasn't very good either. I yeah. think they got beat up on him. I, I mean, it, it, so it's just – it's pretty evident he hasn't grown up like some of these other guys. No. Uh, like in game time, you could say, well, he was 7-on-7 seven seven champion. I think somebody said that. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. You can be 7-on-7, seven seven, but it's a lot different when you have big big old men chasing yep. you and uh, trying to sack you and you got to set your feet and do different things, that you know, fundamental quarterback things, and his just accuracy – through two years, it's just not. I there. mean, he had that one guy wide open yesterday, yeah. and just and that that shows you that's kind of the development where it never came, and and he misses wide open, and then it follows it up with I uh, texted, uh, he threw a rope like yep. one pass later, but you can't be that inconsistent. Yeah, and then uh, he would be really dynamic to put him like in if he could would convert to a slot or something. He's just so fast and fluid. Yeah, and a couple guys scored their first touchdowns as Mountaineers. Uh, Nico threw his first one. Dime. Dime. Uh, Caden Prather caught his first touchdown pass yeah. as a Mountaineer. So, uh, that's what. what? And Preston Fox? Yeah, man. I mean, come on. He he showed on that punt return. Maybe why, maybe have him punt return. Be the I mean, official punt returner. He sometimes. looked good on that punt return and then that touchdown pass. Yeah. So, I mean, catch. Like he lit it up in the uh, spring game. Earned a scholarship. It's like, throw him out there a little I bit. I don't he I've, might start getting some time in the slot here a little bit. He, he looks fast. I would love to see him punt return because we were still getting nothing out of that. Yeah. And he put his foot in the ground and got upfield. Yep. Caught it first and then got his foot in the ground, got upfield. Just but a that slight game, shimmy and then gone. But that game, it, it, everything that's supposed to happen, happened. We yes. kicked their behinds, uh, dominated on both sides of the ball. And, uh, you know, it, it, and let's just say this when I was watching on TV, because I don't want you all to think we're fair weather fans. We were going to go. My son had a football game, so I couldn't go. Uh, but I was watching the crowd. I was expecting 40,000. Uh, yeah, and it was – They announced, announced it, 50. 50, and I've heard multiple people say that that's probably pretty accurate. Yeah, I mean, so, that's, that's a heck of a crowd after opening open up 0-2 and, and then being so disappointed, and then that happened, and, you know, and then you're playing Towson. I mean – but let's just crowd. let's just go ahead. So, anything else about yesterday's game? I mean, we we did what we're supposed to do. People got experience. If the only thing, if you if you want to bring up something negative, is I did think early in the game, you know, the offensive line, um, JT got hit pretty hard a few yeah. times. I mean, yeah, I mean they got some nice players on that line, but yeah, there were some holes <laughs> that yeah. still needs to be shored up just a little bit. Yeah, and that's weird because. That hasn't happened really in the first two weeks. I no. mean, it did against Pitt late, but that was once uh, Jordan White got hurt. Yep. Um, and Hubbard got the start yesterday. Yeah, Hubbard and Yates played a lot. And then, yep. and then when they went on later in the game, they left Hubbard in at um, right tackle and they actually played uh, Yates at left tackle some just now, so they could both play tackle. Now, I, did, I didn't get to monitor this as close as I wanted. 
But I'm pretty sure Taj Austin was playing like in the third and fourth quarter. Oh, right? real late. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean that was just kind of like real hey, late. Uh, yeah, I mean because come on, uh, that I that is along with the muff punt. That play right there is just well, that was yeah. Killer. I mean, yeah, not to rehash too much, but yeah, I mean, that you're talking about. That would have been fourth down, long yeah. field goal, and yeah, we probably win that game if that doesn't happen. So, but but we can look around a little bit and just say uh, our boy that's still not doing the podcast with us tonight. The overreaction of the century by him. Worst loss in school history. Then he backtracked yesterday. In our, if y'all want to know, I mean, we'll just tell you. In our group text, he tried to say he did not say it was. He didn't which, think he said it was the worst loss. He absolutely did. Which he did. I he said it was rock bottom as a program. Then he backtracked and said it's rock bottom. Neil Brown, Brown. We said that on the podcast last week. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. But you, you get a Kansas team who goes into – Houston yesterday and lays the smack and I think scored on about eight straight possessions yeah I believe Um, what I saw was you know they fell down just like they did to us they fell behind 14 nothing yeah and then they outscored them 42 to 7 yeah I mean I mean they're 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 a good football team right now I don't know if that means you know some people say they passed us up maybe they just did better in the portal than us here recently that's how college football is like it not necessarily means you passed them up historically but maybe in the the vacuum of what is the uh, transfer portal, yeah, they've done better in the transfer portal that, than us. And, and, you know, just kind of going back to what I said a minute ago about Green and being a running quarterback, when you have a quarterback like they do, yeah. I mean, they, they, hit, they hit on lightning in a bottle with him. Yeah. And when you have a quarterback who's as dynamic as he is and can run, it really covers up other deficiencies such as offensive line and – and other things like that, you know, they might not be overall it position for position better than us passed us up, but you know, maybe they have slightly passed us a little bit just because of the talent they have in a couple of their positions. I yeah. mean, it can cover a lot. Yeah, and um, so that loss, I mean, it's just should we have lost to Kansas at home? No, no. Are we over it? Yeah, I'm over it, but, you know, it's apparently as long as the team gets over it and puts, can string together some wins because, uh, you know, that's that's what's most important. But if I would have told you Duke and Kansas in week four of college football <laughs> would be 3-0, and who would have ever Duke, guessed that? Kansas. What, what did you send? Uh, Asbury <laughs> sent us a thing that said uh, – this is college football season. It's literally Duke, Kansas, Kentucky, I said, UNC. Yeah, it said welcome to March, slashed out and said All September. undefeated. Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, Syracuse, UCLA, <laughs> and Indiana. All three <laughs> are undefeated right now. And it's been a long time since you could say that. Yeah, and I, you know, we'll, we'll see. But Kansas passed their uh, win total, you know, their Vegas projection win total yesterday yes they're already they two was, and a half was two and a half was their over under so they did that in game three so yeah. you know people can be wrong um so we'll see what happens i'm 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 anxious to see how they do in the next game. i think they beat duke and i think they're 4-0 with the rest of the conference slate and um i don't think you're wrong so and we can kind of didn't pay attention i'm assuming that's at home right because yeah. they've been on the road so they've much. been on the road uh two straight weeks yeah so that, that probably has to be at home um uh, but we'll see what happens. Can you imagine Kansas actually having a, a crowd of fans there? It, that it place might, might actually have some people there. It might happen. So, uh, but boys, we've let's let's just preview the next one. We'll look around the Big Twelve uh, later on and just kind of look at some of the scores. But next, let's just let's just get right in to what's happening on Thursday night.
I like that voice. <laughs> alrighty now. Alrighty now, guys. Alright, alright. Let's get into the Vontech. Oh my gosh, guys. Right. So we got, um, you know, one of the uh, ex Moo players, uh, Grant Wells. Charleston native. Yeah. GW. Charleston native. What about his, like, one of. Want to go to Virginia Tech? Yes, I think his parents his, maybe his, his dad. Uh, I think played baseball there or yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Yep, play uh, a sport at Virginia Tech. But uh, the good thing is for our um, our defense that struggles to create turnovers. Grant likes throwing touchdowns. I mean interceptions to uh, the other team just as much as he likes throwing touchdowns mm-hmm. to his team. He has had that problem throughout his career at Marshall and uh, also this year at Virginia Tech, except for you know. He kept it under check against Walford. Yep, yeah, Walford. But I watched – I think we were all watching the first game of the year, uh, the Old Dominion game. Yeah. And he he was atrocious. Well, uh, it was bad. So I can't say that I watched him play that much for Marshall, but I do I have a lot I have a lot of friends who are Marshall friends and coworkers. And all they complained about was how at least four or five times a game he'd throw a ball five yards over top of receivers' heads. And yep. they usually end up being picks. Yep. And that's what he did. You know, in the game I watched against Old Dominion, that's what he did. I haven't watched anything they've done since then, but um, you know, yeah, I know, I know, Marshall's a lot happier that he's gone. And we'll get into them later in my worst of the week because oh man, <laughs> I can't wait for that. Uh, but so this is just one of those rivalry games that uh, so glad it's back. Um, yep. Before the season, it's one of those that I didn't know how good. I mean, it's first-year coach. He's got a great first name, <laughs> uh, Brent. But I, I just don't know – didn't know what to expect out of them. New coach. They lose to Old Dominion. Last year, we beat them, and literally Jared Deggie tried to give them the game back. Every – we I mean, gave if it was every chance. And and that's what's so weird is, like, you think about though that goal line stand or the stand inside yep. just right there at the end. You know, this year's team, we probably lose that game <laughs> this early in the season. I think it was the third, second or third game of the year. Yeah. So, um, so we'll see how it goes. Last year, we I felt like it was one of those games we dominated the entire time. We got the Black Diamond Trophy back. Uh, it's back at Blacksburg Thursday night. And I'm just going to say this, and then we can kind of jump around. If they don't let us at least have Pitt or Virginia Tech at night next year. Oh, my gosh. I mean, come we on. play Virginia Tech next year? Is it not Virginia Tech next year or is it take a break? I think next year is Pitt and Penn State. Well, then you've got to give us Pitt at home at night because Penn State's at Penn State. Yep. You absolutely and you know that's probably going to be a night. That has to be. Yeah. I mean, that just has to be uh, a night game. So, this year's version of Virginia Tech, let's just – they are uh, offensively challenged. So far, they seem to be that way. I mean, they played Walford yesterday, and as we said, we took care of business. I mean, I guess you could say they took care of business, but, you know, when you only win 27-7, to 7, yeah. and I, I guess, you know, Grant is new to their, you know, to their system and and to their team, so they're getting him more work. But, I mean, he threw 35 passes yesterday. He stayed in the game the entire game. They couldn't get – they didn't get their backups in that much. Um, so you kind of hope that helps a little bit. In fact, it's a short week for both teams. And if you just kind of start looking, so let's just look at some of the numbers. Points per game, we're at 46. They are at 23.7. Here's the kicker. We're giving up 33, but a lot of that's about who we played. They played Old Dominion, who couldn't score against Virginia yesterday, and Wofford, who's awful. So Um, he's he's, uh, 
They've played what? Three games. Three games, yep. He only has four passing touchdowns. Four and, picks. And four picks. Yep. yep. And two of those passing touchdowns were yesterday. Yeah, that's not that good. So, uh, they – and maybe – I don't know about their defense yet. I mean, obviously, they're playing pretty good defense because, you know, we're allowing 327 yards a game. They're allowing 201. But is that a, a combination of playing Old Dominion and – Walford. Walford. Because Old Dominion won that game because Grant Wells kept throwing it to them. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason why they won that game. So, uh, rush yards allowed, they've only allowed 42 a game. But, again – They've only, and Boston College I don't, has I don't think Boston College uh, has won a game yet. They maybe wanted to. I know they lost to Rutgers, and then they lost to Virginia Tech. Twenty seven. They, they won yesterday against Maine. How bad? Thirty eight seventeen. Okay, so I mean Boston College ain't good this year either. No. So, so Grant's QBR so far this year is forty eight point four. It's the 80, 82nd best in the country. Yeah, so so basically, what it seems like this is going to be is if if they come in and score on us, then just blow up the blow up the defense. Let's just I I don't know what to do if they come in and score more than thirty points against us. Yeah, right. I mean, if we haven't scored over thirty yet this year, if you're giving up thirty, I mean, granted, you know, you never know what's going to happen. Special teams, whatever, blah blah right. blah. You know, we we have thrown two pick sixes this year. But if, yep. if if our defense gives up thirty points to Virginia Tech, then yeah, they they it it's ugly. And I just so I sent out this tweet as soon as we won from the Mojacks because I've taken that over too, guys. I mean, you, you all think we're kidding? I mean, Justin <laughs> Pritt has completely abandoned the Mountaineers, and I, I just don't think he's going to come back unless we you know string a couple wins together. But then it's up to us whether or not we'll have him back. That's right. That's so right. you don't just leave us, bitch, and expect to just come back. Need some begging. Yeah, you're gonna have to beg in more ways than one. He's, I mean, he's threatened to take the RV trip away from us. Something we all look forward to all year. Uh, he's like, oh, I don't know. Let's 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 go to New York. Somebody even threw out, let's take our money and go to Cancun. I mean, I mean how that I'm, is this moron. I mean, what are we gonna do, guys? <laughs> Rub sun a sunscreen on our backs together? I mean, who who would I'd, even suggest I'd be down that? For that. I, I I don't know. I mean, Pritt's going to have his, his pinky out drinking fruity drinks. You know what I mean? And ask him one, probably Bubba, to rub sunscreen on his back. Mm-hmm. But anyways, let's get back to the game. Uh, I was debating on going just because I want to see Inner Sandman. I want to see Inner Sandman just I mean, one time. I want to experience it. I hate Virginia Tech. I do, too. I mean, with a pad, we've talked about this before the pit game. You know, our two historical major rivals – in my mind, are Pitt and Virginia Tech. But I hate Pitt. I hate him. But I, it, it doesn't – my hatred is not nearly as much for Pitt as it is for Virginia Tech. Yeah, I was talking to – who was it? I think it was Coach Sammons down at Midland the other day, and he even remembered watching the game when uh, Mike Vick took it up on the oh, sideline yeah. when they were, like, number two in the country. And we had him beat. Yeah, had him beat. I mean, we were bad that year, and we had him beat. Yep. Um, was that Needlands last year? It sounds about right. It has uh, two thousand, yeah. so I bet it was Needlands last year. If it wasn't ninety nine, it was two thousand. It was around there. For some reason I want to say it was ninety nine. Okay, yeah, it might have been because I, they went on to play Florida State in the national championship and lost. Yeah. So, so, uh, but I say that because about hating them is, I will I have to give them some props on that. Their intro and their just who's better pregame hype. Which one? I mean, show me something that's better. I mean, I watched the video the other night, 
and that place was insane. Right. There, I don't think there was a single person in that stadium that wasn't jumping in unison. Yeah. That stadium had to just be shaking at that moment. Yeah, and I watched uh, even the week after they lost Old Dominion, uh, they had some amazing camera work of their first game at Boston College. The place was sold out, ready to go, and it was bumping. Yeah, and uh, and that's what I was – I guess that's the video I'm talking about. Yeah. Was the, the intro at home, going to play Boston College right after losing yeah. that old Dominion game, and that place was still like that. Yeah. I mean, we just gave props to Mountaineer Nation for showing up against Towson. Yeah. But – I mean, that was an insane environment coming off a loss against Old Dominion. And, you know, I saw an interesting thing, too. Somebody said, uh, if somebody says WVU fans don't hate Pitt or Virginia Tech as much as we don't Pitt, as much as we hate Pitt, you obviously don't live in the southern part of the state. <laughs> and it's kind of weird how the hatred of what schools there, people, Mountaineer fans hate, is, like, pocketed. Like, if oh, you're closer yeah. to Morgantown, it's Pitt. If you're in the southern part of the state, Beckley – you know, Princeton, all that area, it is Virginia Tech because yep. it's, what, 45 minutes an hour? How, how long does oh, it take yeah, to get down there? Yeah. It's nothing from down there, yeah. Yeah, so that it, it's just weird. I well, hate them. And that, too. And, and also, I think it has to do with age. I think as, as you older you talk to people, I think it's Pitt. Yeah. Because, you know, in their heyday when they were young, you know, that was when Pitt was, you know, pretty good. Yeah. You know, when I was going into college and – and you know, everything that's when Virginia Tech was way better than Pitt. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's kind of just what you kind of went through. So I remember I was in high school and I went up in 01, Rich Rod's first year. Uh, got a lot of feedback on that last week, too, boys. Our little segment <laughs> we put on Rich Rod. Uh, but I remember, you know, we warm up in the gold pants and stuff and we're playing Virginia Tech, who was highly ranked. Uh, believe they had a West Virginia native. His name escapes me playing quarterback. Uh, they were, I mean, I think they were top 10 uh, in 2001. I would have to go back and look. So this was a year after Vic had left and went, um, you know, to the NFL. Mm -hmm. We break out the white pants with the with the stripe down the side, you know what I mean, at home when I'm just like, oh, my gosh, and I think they beat us 35 to nothing. We were just <laughs> never in that ballgame. I remember that. Um, and it's really weird. Like, Virginia Tech's one of those programs that um, Frank Beamer made. They were nothing before Frank Oh, Beamer. absolutely nothing. They were awful. You know, Beamer ball, blocking punts. Um, so that's what is amazing to me is they've maintained, you know, that success a little bit. And it, then the last guy, I can't think of his name. He was at Memphis. Starts it was with Fuentes. Yes. Uh, he kind of fell off and just – so now they have changed coaches again. But that's what it's hard, so hard about a coach making a program and being able to sustain that success because Beamer was was and is Virginia Tech football. And I don't blame his son for going to South Carolina and not wanting to stick around, but he's sucking down there really bad. Spencer Radler is garbage. Yeah, I was going to – you know, that's a kind of a side subject, but I was watching that too. How garbage terrible is he considering how good – you know, you talk about like system and things like that. Right. How good he appeared to be. Can I say something? Did y'all watch QB one with him? No, he was a punk. He is a punk, and that, all that, the that so, type of personality is a cancer to the team. Yeah. So that he's the type that all the other players are going to hate because he's such a douchebag. So wherever he goes, you're not going to win because nobody's yeah. happy. Yeah, and, and uh, I mean, he just the the way he treated his teammates and especially that backup quarterback in yeah. that show. I know he's a high school kid at that point, but it's only been a couple years ago. 
I mean, there's no way anybody has his back or wants to play with him. That's how big of a punk he was. Yeah. So anything he gets as far as that, he's it's probably well-deserved. But anyways, let's get back to Virginia Tech because I just like us, guys. Vegas puts us at a two-and-a-half-point favorite on the I th- road. I think we should win. Which but- I put in the group text before that came out. What did I say? Oh, I think I think Justin Pritt, and uh, if he's here to defend himself, Justin, you have anything to say? <laughs> oh no, he's not here. So uh, I think he said we'd be a seven point. He said dog. seven point dog. Yeah, I yeah. said three point favorite. Yeah, I was like, no way, we're going to be dogs. No, no way. They're t- they have looked too bad. Like we can. The the thing that all fans do, analysts, and it's part of the world we live in, is just the overreacting Complete from over. one week to the next. Everybody, and it's in both directions. Yes. Everybody overreacts if it's yep. something good, and you overreact if it's something bad, and it's always somewhere in between. I mean, Appalachian State goes to Texas A&M and controls them, and they should have lost yesterday, but they got lucky with a Hail Mary pass. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that just, you can't compare scores. I really do not think you can compare scores at all. Because um, if you get into that, you look at how bad Arkansas beat South Carolina. They are struggling with Missouri State. Yep. In the second half, late into the fourth quarter yesterday. So it just, and that's a beautiful thing about football. But then this thing that pisses you off too. It's not like basketball, uh, you know, pros or baseball where it's a series. No, you have to be your best that day. Yep. And if that team is better than you, out schemes you on that day, and you can't make adjustments, you're going to get your butt beat. Yep. So, and that's just what's so, and we've been trying to tell uh, Justin, you know, there's no point in overreacting. I think Kansas is going to be good. I think Virginia Tech, after watching them for three weeks, we're a better football team than them. They haven't played the competition we've played. I would even say Kansas is probably a better football team than Virginia Tech. I I said this yesterday, Kansas would beat Pitt right now if they played. I think so, too. I really do think that. So that's – and I do think Kansas is better than Virginia Tech. That doesn't mean we should have lost to Kansas. I think we're a better football team than Virginia Tech. If we played their schedule, we'd be 3-0 and right now. Yeah. Well, and the thing is, too, you can't you can't say it doesn't count or anything like that. But, you know, you, you can easily go back and, and, and say, yes, Bryce Ford Wheaton didn't drop us just yep. a simple pass. Yep. It happened. We lost. Right. But if he didn't drop that pass, we'd probably win that game. If, you know, we don't have either the muffed punt or definitely the uh, pass interference pa- or the roughing the passer yeah, on yeah, in, in the Kansas game, then we probably win that game. Right. And then everybody in the world is just amazingly probably over the moon in the wrong direction. Yeah. That we're amazing and we're 3-0 and and it's we're the best team in the nation. And right now we got people overacting saying we're the worst team in the nation. Yeah. And. Honestly, we're supposed to be six and six. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I said. And I I would have to go back and listen to our prediction show. I said seven and five because I can't pick us to lose to Pitt. I said eight and four because I was going with my heart, not yep. my head. I said six and six. I, I'm pretty sure I said so. And I think Ryan Pritt was like, so you mean, so where's the six at? I was like, so we're winning to Pitt? I'm like, I don't know. Probably six and six. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, it's just one of those things where. Just got to let the season play out. And some of my favorite seasons of being a Mountaineer fan, and it was early Rich Rod, is when we'd start one and three, one and two, yep. and then they get it rolling. Yep. And this team, this offense is capable of getting it rolling. It's and whether it's or not the defense can come defense. along. And, and, you know, we had – you think about um, – I'm going blank on the on the game. I remember last year our defense got destroyed early. Maryland. Yes. Maryland absolutely Maryland. made us look like trash yes. early. Mm-hmm. 
and to then, his little brother. And then we turned it on, and then everybody talks about how great the defense was, but they people forget about that Maryland game. Yep. And uh, you know, you, you you hope the defense can kind of get it under control and and, and settle down, and and if, if they can, just play average football on the defensive side. You know, and as again, that's where I go back to say the Kansas game may be a fluke. Yeah. I mean, they came out and ran just ridiculous amounts of triple option yeah. with with pretty good things, and we couldn't get lined up. Yeah. And and because even Pitt, here's the most concerning part about our defense is we are not creating turnovers. Because even if you think going into last week, yeah. we had one turnover, and if you remember, it was nothing we did. The Pitt receiver was running down the field and just straight just up dropped, dropped the ball. It. Yep. So we really, until yesterday, haven't forced to fumble, and and that's we've been good at those things. Yep. I mean, we have been good at those things. So we still don't have an interception, right? No, nope. not even close. Not really, yet. not yet. So I'm anxious to see the over under we did at the beginning of the year because the team <laughs> average is going to be way down. <laughs> uh, so, all right, let's get into this little prediction time. So, what do we think, uh, Bubba? You want to go first? Your score prediction. Keep in mind, we're averaging 46 a game. They're averaging like 23, but they're only giving up about 12. So their defense has been stingy, but have they played anybody comparable to us? I'm going to say uh, – I, I hate that Vegas is only uh, giving us two and a half. Um, I'm going to say 38-28. 38-28, okay. W. All right. I'm. Do you want to go next? Go ahead. All right. I'm going to go – with 35-20. Good, guys. Wow. 35-20. I think Man. we just roll. I mean, I, and this isn't even like – I just think we roll. I just – I don't think they're going to score on us, and I think we will score. I, I mean, I almost didn't want to say they were going to score 20 points. I watched them against Old Dominion. I saw clips of their game against Walford. I mean, they haven't scored 30 yet. Yeah. I'm going to go with 31-27. Oh, my gosh. Guys, now you're making me nervous. So I, I think it's going to be close. 20. I think we win. I think there's going to be probably something stupid happen. I All mean, right, I'll go. I'll we go have done that. that. All right, here we go. 31-20. <laughs> I still don't think they're going to score. I don't think they score on us. And I'll clip this, and I'll say I was wrong. I don't care. And this, I, this isn't even real like, like picking with my heart. I'm picking with my balls right now. I just think we at least beat them by 11 points. I just think we're better. I, I, I maybe, and that's maybe my overreaction from watching them against Old Dominion because they were god awful. I mean, I I think uh, a lot of times in the past we're a better team, but we're also West Virginia, so we find a way not to be better yep. that day. Like I said, that's why you know, basically in my mind, I'm picking the same thing as Brent is, except for I'm adding like a punt return or yeah. Or a fumble return for a touchdown, or something like that. Yeah, if we play sound and do not like give them a pick six, and I'm them getting to twenty, I think is going to be hard for them to do against us. Yeah, and it's whether or not is their defense really that stingy, or have they just not played anybody good yet? Well, I definitely don't think they play anything anywhere yeah. near what our offense looks yeah. like. So, all right, now anything else on Virginia Tech, boys? Nope. Let's wrap it up with a little worst of the week. All right, so let's move on to the worst of the week, and I guess I will go ahead and go first. Um, a little over, I don't know if it was overrated. I, I talked to a, a buddy of mine, I think, earlier today, mm -hmm. 
and he, uh, well, so my worst of the week is Marshall Choked. <laughs> I love it. I don't know how you, you beat Notre Dame one week, even though they're down this year. I mean, they won yesterday. Oh. Um, but you beat Notre Dame one week and then lose to Bowling Green the next. And whenever I made the comment to a buddy of mine, who's a huge Marshall guy, um, he was like, oh, man, Bowling Green always has our number. I'm like, <laughs> it's Bowling Green. They lost to EKU last week. Yep. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Yeah, That's and I just love that for though. their fans. I mean, my timelines on everything was just blowing up last week. And then I even saw somebody post, <clears throat> Caserta, that <laughs> after their baseball team beat our baseball team in fall ball, said, oh, I think the same thing would happen if we played football this year. And then somebody commented, they won't play us. And I, all I put after that game was, easy now, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> I mean, come on. You're, I mean, yeah. that's just, and now their fans hate Huff again, again, just, which was just funny because I was going to bring that up because, you know, that's the other thing Britt was talking about was how, you know, he's all destroying Neil and all this stuff and talk about wanting Huff and everything. I'm like, buddy, you know, I got friends who are, who are Marshall fans, and I don't know if I'm a single one of them, other than after the Notre Dame win, that they all hate Huff. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe last week, here's how much I follow Marshall. I, when Pritt said he was going to the Marshall game, which thank you, Rance, for updating him. Rance is a faithful listener, and I think he's the one that texted him and said, hey, you're going to Bowling Green. I didn't even catch on to it then. I didn't know. That they were away. Yeah. I did not know they were away until the game had started, and some, I saw a clip of them <laughs> scoring a touchdown somewhere. I was like, oh, the game wasn't even in Huntington. That's how I didn't even know. Appar- apparently, he hasn't been to a Marshall football game since. Yes, let's clarify that. But um, – did he go to a basketball game or something? I remember him saying well, in the last find out. three, four, five years that yeah. he went to something Marshall yeah. related with Audra because yeah. she – It may have been a basketball game. It was a basketball game. I think game it might have been. Okay. A, we'll have to ask him. But he did not go, and he was just messing around. I said if, if he's not dicking around with us and he goes to that, that would take me a while to recover. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but, I mean, come on. You lose to Bowling Green after beating Notre Dame. Literally the most historic win other national championships for them, I think. But Notre Dame may rank up there for them. Mm-hmm. You beat Notre Dame, touchdown Jesus. You turn around and you go to Bowling Green and lose. Who, by the way, have some of the worst callers in football. I like them personally. <laughs> I like them. But that can transition into my worst of the week. You know, we're recording on a Sunday here. And uh, and anybody knows, we've talked about this, I refuse to cheer for anything, anything from Pittsburgh. So I didn't want to be a Bengals fan when I was little, so I said, I'm going to like the Browns. I think my dad told me he went to a game one time and it was cold at their old field, and I don't know, somebody (laughs) he worked with, maybe Mike Haining took him to a game. You remember the Hainings? Oh, yeah. Uh, So uh, ever since then, I was a Browns fan. I just liked them. but they break my heart. Obviously, we had winless seasons and everything. And freaking today, I'm, I mean, their quarterback's out. Today, they score with a minute 55 to go up two touchdowns with a minute 55 left in the game. Two-minute warning's done. Uh, I don't even think the Jets had a timeout at this point. And I get up. I was at my mom and dad's in poking. I said, the Browns are going to start 2-0. <laughs> So then I put the game on my app as I'm driving because I was coming to Bubba's in Milton, and I'm like, okay, maybe not. Uh, uh, so I just started listening. Boom, busted coverage. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Then Asbury, like he does, 
because I stream everything, even if I'm on my phone. So then I try to put it on my phone. I'm actually watching instead of listening to the Browns play by play, but it wasn't working. Asbury's breaking news because he's watching it on his TV <laughs> on sidekick. I'm like, what the heck is going on? So the Browns choked a first the kicker that made a 58 yarder that would have been good for almost 70 last week misses an extra point. So it's 30, 30, right? 17. Busted coverage on second and one. Jet score, 30-24. They get the onside kick, which, you know, everybody said was a great, great job executing their onside kick. And then they let him score with no timeouts and a minute left. Yeah, right down the field. I mean, it's so Browns. It is so Browns. And But you know what? I'm a man. Did I say it's a worst loss in Browns history? No. Did I say I'm never going to cheer for the Browns or never watch the Browns again? No. I'll watch them next week. It just is what it is, it's, but it just sucks. It's pretty bad it was the Jets, though. The Jets are terrible. That's where we are. <laughs> We're bottom feeders. But for real, we have so much talent. Like, you just look out there because they've had so many <laughs> high draft picks for so long. There's talent there. It just you can never put it to freaking together. Yep. So I'm already over that loss. It's about it takes me a shorter amount of time. Like I said, I digest a W loss, but the Browns are my worst of the week. Well, some I of mean, us get you know a little more mellow in our older age. Yep. Some of, some of us, us do. Don't. Some of us stay ginger. Some of us <laughs> settle down. But uh, it's also kind of because also to kind of lump that together with the worst of the week. I mean, I like the elf thing, brownie. That doesn't need to be in the middle of the field. And that was a fan vote. Yeah. You know what happened? A bunch of Steelers and Bengals fans and Ravens fans got on there and voted it for voted. that and said, I want to see that ugly well, you know elf that in the thing, middle of the field. The thing I sent you, was, to me, it was hilarious. It's talking about an outsider that doesn't know anything about Cleveland. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that is true. You got you got a, name, a, a, a team named the Browns after a caller, and they all bark in the stands and have a Keebler elf on their field. I mean, what's going I, on? I didn't understand the elf thing. I I saw a picture of that on Instagram. It's one of their little mascots that they've always had. I thought it was a joke. I didn't know it was actually they put it on Oh, no, the it was a fan vote, and that's what they put in the middle of the field, I think, for the entire season. Now, I, that could be wrong. I'm hoping it's just week they, one. Well, after that loss, maybe they'll replace yeah. it. <laughs> just put the helmet out there or just the NFL logo or nothing. Just blank. Just nothing. <laughs> uh, because that is as bad as it gets. Yeah, it was bad. So, all right, Asbury, your turn. So, my last one is I happened to see this by chance last night. And, of course, then it, it made its rounds today on the Twitter and, and everything on ESPN. But former WVU player Sam Brown, he followed Dana a year, like a year later, he followed Dana to Houston. And, uh, you know, he was one of those guys when we got him, man, we thought he was going to be the next big wide receiver. Yeah. He had all the accolades. Florida out of, came after him late. We thought we were going to yep. lose him to Florida. Yep. He was from Georgia. Uh, all, a bunch of big teams wanted him, had all the skills. and nobody. Well, everybody wondered why he was never getting on the field. And then it came out later. A lot of it had to do with you know, discipline and uh, some stuff like that. But So last night in the game, uh, Houston and uh, – um, I went blank who they are playing. Kansas. Was, Kansas. Yep. Houston and Kansas are playing. And of course, you know, they're, they're probably frustration there with Kansas beating them. But he apparently, his helmet came off during a play, <laughs> but he continued to play. So he got a personal foul. They were right on the goal line. Luckily for them, Kansas also got a penalty, so it offset. So nothing really happened. But all of a sudden, the camera catches. Another one of the receivers comes in, telling him to get off the field and yelling at him. And he shoves him really hard. And you think, well, that was strange. <laughs> and then he runs off the field, 
stops on the sideline for a second, turns around, and here comes that receiver again and just lays in, starts screaming, grabs him by the face mask. They start fighting. They go to the ground. I mean, right on the, I mean, the game's going on, and they're like the announcers don't know to, if they should talk about the game or talk about the fight because right. it was like an all-out, like, for 30 seconds, they couldn't get it stopped. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it went viral. And I'm yes. like, oh, yeah, we know all these guys involved. And Dana <laughs> said they hugged it out and made up two seconds later and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that's that's what we expect. That out of a is Dana exactly team. what you expect out of a Dana team. And I was reading uh, yesterday uh, just a bunch of penalties out of them, yep. the normal reasons why Dana loses games. But we've seen those two here, yep. so maybe it's just not a Dana thing. But uh, any, any honorable mention? Worst of the week because I mean Pritt until he comes back is it, the worst of the it's week. It's definitely he's like the that's top. not even honorable mention. I mean it's just a given until yeah, he comes back and begs heat. to come back. <laughs> if we'll have him back, uh, he's he's the worst of the week until he mans up. You know, for him to get back, we're going to have to probably maybe take a video. Him he, apologizing. When he apologizes. He'll have to write. A, he'll have to read a, a written letter of apology to our to our listeners. That's right. I, I agree with that. That's just inexcusable. It's time. <laughs> That loss isn't that bad now. It's still bad. But if they keep winning, especially, it's not that bad. Because guess what? Their first two conference games is like Iowa State and TCU, I think, which are very winnable for oh, them. Oh, yeah. They may start 6-0 and going into Oklahoma. Got a chance. So, But I think that's it, guys, for our worst of the week. Um, we'll probably, if we, if we decide to watch the game together on Thursday night, we may have to do a uh, reaction show after on Thursday. I know everybody works, but. It's that time. So should we just should we just show up to Pritt's house and say we're going to watch the game? And I say we just do it. Show up with uh, I, if not, say, say anybody. Bubba lives across the street from Pritt. If not, we literally there's a there's a vacant lot right across the street from Pritt. Either do that or ask the Shields if we can set up a projector right there in the back of his house <laughs> and just set up with a bunch of chairs and watch that game because Thursday's football weather. Football weather is coming. I don't know yeah. if y'all have looked at the forecast. I mean, we're talking about. The highs in the 60s, the 70s, that chill in there. Football's coming. Let's go beat some hokey ass.